this need for acceptability makes it very difficult for us we are making things difficult for on ourselves by trying to be acceptable i feel it is okay to be an unacceptable it is okay to be unique and individualistic and uh, you know the oddball among whatever uh, you know uh, other uh, creators are around you just do what you think what comes naturally to you and own it that is all i feel you need to do If I were to title today's episode, it would be how to be an artist and not get affected by the chatter around you. Very honored to have Bhavani Ayer, the writer of some of the most beautiful films of our time, Guzarish, Lutera, Black, Razi, and many more. As an artist and as a person, Bhavani is just like her films, very deep, very soulful, and very, very beautiful. Today's chat with Bhavani is all about. how to keep your art intact during different times about belief in your own art and your work and how to find that voice when you're surrounded by clutter bhavani welcome to questions i wanted to ask i'm so excited to have you on the show uh, i have been observing you for all this while and i've had the opportunity to also work with you so i thought let me just you know kind of put all these questions together i've had for so many years and you know bring you on the podcast and talk to you about just your process and how you've been silently very very silently just just slaying it with your scripts and the kind of beautiful movie, movies that you've given us thank you so much for coming on the show Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here, Anshu, and thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to this myself. Absolutely, uh, Bhavani. Tell me something. Uh, you know, I was reading somewhere that you are right now uh, in middle of some forty-seven scripts. Somewhere I read it. Is that true? No, not in the middle of forty-seven scripts. I've written forty-seven scripts, which are purely for myself, and huh. uh, they sit in my my. Uh, computer and i don't know i i think i don't know if i will ever part with them because they're too personal and too close to me so sure. yeah, i i just write i mean writing is the only thing that gives me the biggest high the biggest joy it's therapeutic for me it's uh, cathartic for me so whenever i am in any you know extreme frame of mind i sit and write so yeah those 47 scripts have been the result of that over the last 15 years but uh, they sit in a special place in my in my uh, desktop and i think they'll stay there and uh, out of those 47 have some been made or they are the ones who are, which have been completely untouched no, no these are purely my passion scripts these are my passion stories and uh, they stay with me uh maybe they find themselves in a book sometime or uh, i don't know but uh you know writing for films is a very uh, it's it's not as uh singular as one would like it to be uh, sure cuz uh, there are two there are many it, it's also because of the commerce aspect of uh, mm. filmmaking that uh, you know you need to write something or the script needs to be in a particular uh space which is which hits upon the commerce button it uh is a little more populist and uh, sometimes you feel that a story cannot withstand that you know some stories sure. are delicate so sure. i inhabit that world where you know i my writing is not at all populist uh, mm. i have been very fortunate that uh, people have uh, loved the films that i have written but yeah. uh, uh that said those films all of them have stood in 
places in time where the films around have been nothing like what i have yeah been. yeah so, yeah uh, so i am i am very like all artists i think i'm very protective of my uh, work i am a little uh, i find myself very vulnerable when i am uh, sharing something and then any uh, you know pollution of that gets a little heartbreaking so i think those 47 scripts will remain uh, you know for posterity maybe find expression in like a book or a novel or something oh my god i'm very surprised you said uh, that uh, you know uh, you 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 like kind of keep your material this thing but because most of the stuff that that has been released or had has been made into films has literally become populist and uh, uh, i mean even a film like lutera right which was supposed to be i don't know what whatever that space is i don't want to put a word to it but it was such a beautiful film that it hit the audiences like so so well uh, do you do you kind of you know when you sit and write do you kind of think ki acha ye is space mein jane wala hai ya ye is space mein jane wala or it's just instinctive no uh, you know it is very uh, the most any writer will tell you that uh, you can never manipulate a story uh, sure if you try to do that uh, the fakeness and the artifice shows and sure. uh, you you will find that it more or less gets rejected by uh, the viewer also because they can sense the uh, insincerity so sure. i never uh, when i sit and write i just allow i surrender to my writing and most sure. of the times it's the writing and the characters that lead me into the story i i don't lead them it's actually the other way around and it's a very wow. happy process you know because you are in you feel you're in the presence of something bigger than you and yeah. uh, it it's just so joyous so i i don't ever think that oh let me take it to this space it it's it would be very wrong to work like that i don't think any writer would uh, want that uh, because somewhere you are manipulating you know somewhere you are not being honest to what the or you're not letting the story you you're letting your ego override the truth of the story so sure that is sure. how uh, you know i think the best way to work is let the story tell you tell it interesting but then you know uh, 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 when you go and narrate your script to the director or the producer we're also in a very tough business because a certain producer or whoever puts money on that project right eventually thinks that it will become like a big scale commercial film or whatever it is whatever the format of the that particular script is right how do you then balance and how do you maintain that the sanctity will be there the other are there some rules that you say okay i'm going to work with certain kind of people those rules come by working with certain kind of people or it's just like very instinctive like how do you then balance that process so uh, you know firstly i am horrible at narr- narrating stories so i never okay. narr- i just send my script i send my writing and let the writing talk uh, to the director and yeah. uh, i have always found that uh, you know every script finds its home uh, sure. it finds the right parents that is the director and the producer and it finds the right people that need to be with it you will never i have never seen uh, any script of mine uh, and i'm sure everyone else you know in the industry will also vouch to it with their own projects that it's always been the people they want that are right for the film that come together for it so i don't uh, you know uh, i i don't think it has ever happened that i've sent it to somebody and uh, you know then it has gone and 
gotten haywire. Most of the times, if it is not meant to be, they will reject it at the first instance. They will say, oh, I don't get it. And I never try to explain. I think mm. never. I, I think hustle is the most uh, detrimental thing to art because mm. you can't uh, explain. Like, how do you explain what your uh, artistic vision is? Uh, mm. It's for them to get it from the writing. And I've been very fortunate. All the films that I've written, which I've released, have had have been made with people who instantly got it. I never had to uh, paraphrase anything for them. So uh, I would advise anybody who is, you know, listening to this and who is uh, looking to find, uh, you know, a director or a, a space for their, uh, for their film, for their writing, for their script, uh, let it speak for itself. Don't ever, sure. you know, hustle. Don't ever try to sell it because that's the worst thing that can happen because then that's the first step towards, uh, you know, compromise. And it's, it would be very... doesn't work. Yeah. yeah, but but uh, sometimes that process of finding home for that story or for the, the character is many many years, and you've you've seen that with many with a lot of your scripts, right? I think Lutera took what some eight nine years, nine years, nine years. Kafir wow. took thirteen years. So. Kafir took thirteen years. And you know, we we guys as audiences, हम लोग जब देखते हैं तो हमें वो पता भी नहीं होता है कि वो प्रोसेस कितना कितने साल लगे. Then how do you like you know? Yes, it's nice जब वो घर मिल जाता है स्क्रिप्ट को, right? But then till then, how do you maintain and say कि okay, no, it's fine. I'm going to. How do you hold on to that script and say okay, it's a good one? How do you how do you make yourself as a writer or as an artist believe that no, my work is good? So uh, it's very difficult, Anshu. I won't lie about that because uh, uh, it's it saps you. Because firstly, the process of writing itself is so demanding, and it takes yeah. much out of you. And then to realize that okay, a year has passed, another year you haven't been able to, you know, uh, what do you write for? You write for the film to be made and for the audience to watch it. And if that isn't happening, it gets it gets very. Uh, um it it gets just it's it gets disheartening it gets soul sucking i would say yeah but, yeah uh, i think the uh, i learned very very early and very quickly to detach from whatever i write the moment i finish the draft i sure. am attached to it until i do the first draft and yeah. once i've finished i've written the end i have learned to just you know kind of cut the cord from it yeah, yeah. and i uh, have this great uh, you know i mean it is a gift i think uh, mm. i it i it is the eternal sunshine of my spotless mind that mm. when i go into the next uh, piece of writing i have mm. no memory of the previous so sure. i it so i have also moved from one to another to another very uh, you know consciously and mm. uh, with a need to not dwell on oh what is happening on that script And sure where does sure. I, where does it go and what point does it stand so i so when it happens when it finds its home when you realize it oh it's going to get made now made it's, it's a great surprise and it's i just look at it as something that i'm oh you know finally it's happening it's it's like a, a bonus but i don't i have stopped writing for a, a film to be made i write okay. because i enjoy the process of writing and i know that uh, you know the universe will take care of uh, you know it the next steps and finding its uh, execution and finding its 
purpose in the cinema halls. So I must tell you this one of uh, the first, and this happened to me very interestingly uh, when uh, I, during the first film that I wrote, Black. So uh, when I had uh, I finished writing it in uh, record time, I think I wrote the film in less than the first draft in less than uh, three four weeks, a month at most. And uh, after I delivered the draft to Sanjay, he was very happy with it. And then I went to Bangalore to visit my parents. My it was my dad's birthday, and uh, on May sixth, so I had gone to Bangalore. And then I came back on the eighth of May, and uh, Sanjay said, "Come over, come to my place." So I went over to his place. He used to work from his house at that point of time. So I entered his house, and I saw uh, you know, assistants, associate directors the dop the costume uh, designer all of them are sitting with their copies of the script making notes of it and my heart sank i was like they are writing on my script <laughs> so i i i was in almost in tears and then sanjay saw, came out to see and he said what happened baby your film is getting made i said yeah but they are writing on the script oh god <laughs> so he said no this is what happens and he when he explained to me that how film writing is uh, you know so collaborative that everyone needs to put in their uh, you know their input perspective and their input yeah. and, uh, their understanding and their art into the into the film so that is what that they are not saying that you've not written it well they are making notes for themselves but that that incident it made me realize that once i've delivered the script it is no longer mine it is no longer sure. it doesn't belong to me so i have learned this very zen uh, you know uh, approach of detaching you know the detachment is so important because it's your baby you know so you you'd go crazy otherwise you know the emotional upheaval that you would suffer with every script and I, as writers we write you know dozens and hundreds of scripts so with each of them if you are going if i'm going to have that kind of a visceral reaction i would probably lose my mind so yeah only way to uh, handle that was to learn how to detach and i think over time i have become a little more uh, much better at it much better at the detachment but is there a process or are there some action points to detachment and the reason i'm asking you is because i literally even as as someone who's at the cusp of being an uh, you know creative person and a business person i mean it, this the same thing applies to us also in everything that you do right are there some techniques that you use to detach yourself or just like telling your mind that okay now it's done so i have a process uh, after i finish writing anything firstly i fall sick because so much goes out of uh, stress for that and then what i do is i start cleaning either my closet or my shoes or my books so okay. that cleaning you know that is a it's because it's such a uh, it's such a it's it's almost like a, a meditative process you know when you pick huh. up books or your shoes or you fold it or you keep it in a particular way it is that it it is such a uh, firstly very boring process huh. but it's huh. also meditative and it kind of helps me move out of that intense hyper focus that i needed to have while huh. writing into this you know almost like clearing my mind and then move, i move on to the next subject next uh, script that i'm writing 
So yeah. And then you make like a beautiful because I've been to your house. You have a beautiful house. Is that the time when you kind of like you know yeah. always uh, design yeah. it and make it better and all of that stuff? I'm I'm very driven by aesthetics and I'm very huh. driven by uh, colors and beauty and order. I need order around me. So I find my outlet to my hyper focus and to my uh, over emotional nature as a person is this you know uh, act of sorting the house rearranging things buying new stuff keeping it clean you know putting things around so it's very uh, it's like a uh, you know like it, it's like chanting in a way yeah uh, it helps you uh, you know find some sense of clarity within uh-huh. you know what you do so yeah uh-huh. i love doing that they say that when you do mundane activities is when actually you activate a part of your brain that starts thinking of newer things so or well, newer ideas that's so well said absolutely you're right but but you know what happens when you are say writing i'm sure as a writer you would especially now which is the era of creation right uh, as a writer you are like say writing three or four things together right and then you have as as a woman you have other responsibilities you have home and you have your cats yeah, i know and, uh, and your dogs yeah I, this is also one of those rare houses i've come to but there are dogs and cats yes. i remember and very harmoniously you know they yeah look- yeah the very harmoniously so and then of course you like how do you kind of balance that process of giving you know how do you bring discipline to that entire process uh so i must tell you i began my career as a journalist so i am uh, discipline is very inherent in me uh, mm. it's also something i learned from my father that you know uh, you uh, you need to uh, there needs to be a uh, an you need to do your best towards whatever you do and it is you can't be so uh, you know uh, you can't alienate life at the cost of your art or art at the cost of your life because both need to coexist and both need to kind of feed one another so i find it uh, you know to me the breaks that i take in between writing in order to attend to work are actually something i feel help me in coming back to my desk with a with a different uh, perspective with greater uh, uh, you know understanding of something or with a clear mind or with some new perspective and so on so i find uh, you know it is it's not to me i don't think it is tough to balance home and work or uh, my duties as a uh, as a woman as a uh, pet parent as a partner to my uh, boyfriend it, or as a daughter to my parents i don't find these as uh, uh, you know hindrances or i don't find the, look at these as duties i just enjoy them i feel you know the best way to do i if i'm stuck in a scene and or if i'm you know trying to st- struggling with something i just get up go and hug my dogs i play a little with my cats and then i come back and i'm i realize that why oh, something is triggered you know i find something new has come about so yeah i i just i don't do things which i don't like like i hate cooking so i don't cook so <laughs> i do things that i love so you know cleaning is something i love looking after home is something i love taking care of my pets going for walks with them that is what i love so i do all of that interesting interesting but uh, tell me uh, bhavani you mentioned about like you know doing multiple things all of that i'm and i'm going go, going to go back to that wait long long wait of waiting for scripts uh what went into your mind when so i mean black i guess how many t- years did black take because with sanjay sir also he's he's like a perfectionist so the funniest thing is black happened so quickly i met sanjay on the 28th of march 
uh, of 2003 and uh, December 17th we were on the force so interesting was, and we uh, i think it released the year after in february uh, february 24th so uh, no february 5th or 6th so i uh, black was black made me think that oh this is how films happen this is how films happen <laughs> in reality happened so huh. <laughs> my next film took the time it takes and so on so yeah it uh, but then are, are there dips during that process where you like okay i don't know what am i doing i don't know where am i going i don't know you know whether i will see success how will i sustain myself as a writer right are there dips during that process during that time uh, no i i don't ha- have those i've never experienced uh, you know any uh, questioning of whether or not i will uh, you know do well uh, because i've always been moving from one commissioned film to another so mm. uh, that in in that i have been very fortunate uh, also at every point of time i have had as much as i need so when uh, i began i began when i was very young i was in my early 20s when i wrote my first film and uh, at that time one film for one year was enough i didn't need more money then i was doing two films then as my needs increased my work increased so uh, i wrote television for a while that was you know also very demanding i wrote 24 i wrote everest everest huh. uh, so i that was very demanding but so it was always so the passion projects which i would wait for like lutera i'm waiting for it to come out but in the meanwhile i'm writing uh, 24 i am writing everest i'm writing other stuff uh even if it was in commission work i was doing stuff which i love you know sure so i allowed myself to feel that oh uh, so also for me success is has never been about uh you know seeing my work succeed you know work sure. didn't define didn't ever define my success because to me I, I, in my head i'm a rock star so in my head i don't think you know uh, i have seen many i've heard many writers say that oh we are you know Uh, writers are the lowest in the chain and all of that i have never felt that i felt i'm the i'm the lead singer of the band and the rest of the people including the movie stars are my support group so i have never had this uh, you know i i i it sounds probably very vain but i've never felt uh, that that would define my ability i know i'm a good writer because i feel i give so much to it that they wouldn't uh, that my validation comes from that my validation doesn't come from uh, you know the film doing well or the film because honestly none of my films have ever been so successful as in in terms of box office i've got a lot of uh, you know i've got awards and critical acclaim and all of that but lutera didn't do so well uh, black didn't do so well gujarish didn't do so well when in fact when razi was doing the money that it was it megna and i would be talking to each other every day saying i think it should stop now <laughs> because <laughs> it's not 100 crores I, mean, i think it should stop now and it went on to make some 282 or something like that which was worldwide which was phenomenal but uh that was just the icing on the cake that was just the incredible bonus of being able to create something that we believed in and i believe sure in. so sure. uh no i have never had these uh, dips and never had these moments of questioning whether or not because i feel it is some, it is meant to happen it will just okay. the time it takes it it you know i i very quickly the moment i realized that lutera is taking the time it is or uh, you know kafir took the time it has i 
wired myself to believe that it will happen it will take its time but it will happen so i just leave it to that i just don't put a date or a peg a date on something and i say okay well, let it happen when it does beautiful because i think somebody also mentioned about surrendering to the process yes absolutely and it's very important for us for for any artist to do that uh, sure i will also uh, share with you here that uh, uh, i'm a cancer survivor from a very young age so uh, you know i i remember i was very young when i was told it was in my teens when i was told that i would have a particular amount of time of good health and then after that you know because cancer comes back and whatever so uh, i have always known i have always you know in my mind it is uh, i i have a particular period of time and in that time i can't use waste that time in uh, you know feeling bad feeling negative anything negative yeah i just need to do the best that i can in that period of time that i have fortunately now i've had so much time and uh, i every year is a bonus every uh, you know project that i get to work on is a bonus every piece of writing that i get to do is a gift for me so i just look at that you know i just look at the fact that when i was 19 i was told i have only this much time but i've had these many years and i've been able to write these many things so i mean i'm just extremely blessed grateful to the universe i mean this is what i guess universe or whoever out there is there uh, does to you when you kind of surrender to that process and uh, i guess it's so important also right uh, because i mean i'm also surrounded by artists all across and uh, i think it's it's very important that when you get that fame or when you get that success or whatever you is your parameter of success you kind of detach yourself from it Absolutely. and and just tell yourself that this is this is your work and it's probably a lot of other people involved but it's still not you absolutely you said it that yeah. is so so true absolutely it yeah. is it's it's part of who you are it's not who you are you know yeah it doesn't make you yeah so even then the the falls or whatever the low periods also then doesn't make you it's yeah. just your process that makes you probably right absolutely Absolutely. so so interesting i mean i think this is like one of the highlights of this this particular conversation but uh, it's so interesting bhavani i want to kind of slightly take a shift and you know talk about uh, the slightly difficult part which probably i don't know if you you may or may not have seen but there are a lot of young girls or even men who who are non industry people or who want to write and of course you know now is the time because content creation is happening at a scale right uh, at a very young age a lot of them are very very gifted or talented etc but probably you know the way we are brought up or whatever whatever you know could be the lack we don't have the confidence and then when we go out you kind of meet people sometimes who don't uh, support your art or who don't give you that validation right and somewhere i think you you spoke there was an incident 2 3 2 3 weeks back wherein you actually went on your instagram and spoke about some particular incident where there was a writers room and you know uh, a male director came and told you how to craft a a female character and you were really upset about it uh, i want i want you to talk about how do women really assert first of all the incident and then how do women really assert and know the difference of this is this is being mansplained and this is actually given been given a critical uh, you know feedback it's a very good on question. whatever on whatever you know uh, you are doing it could it could be applicable to women who are who work in offices it could be for artist or 
even there are a lot of content creators now women you know who get just random feedback from people how do you kind of differentiate those two it's a very good question nanju and uh, so i'll uh, wheel back to that incident uh, which i shared uh, which i usually uh, i mean i usually refrain from speaking about work issues on my social media because i feel this is my struggle i don't i mean the world doesn't need to be involved in it actually but it's this, a lot of women's struggle yes exactly that is uh, i felt that is why this needs to be spoken about it wasn't yeah. a writers room i don't work with writers room i write on my own so sure. the thing is i uh, this is a show uh, that i was working upon and uh, i am still working on and we uh, have been uh, so the producer the platform me and a couple of people a couple of other uh, you know researchers it's an all women team and we were uh, we've been working on this for the for about a year now and uh, i have put in my blood sweat and tears into this and uh, we reached a point we have reached a point where we feel that we needed to get the director on board because it needs to now go on floors and find casting and all of that so uh, the within all Good, with all good intentions and in all good faith we felt that okay you know because this is a story about women it is uh, a story pertaining to uh, feminism it is a story pertaining to patriarchy uh, maybe it would be interesting to get a male uh, you know gaze on this yeah uh, which would be sensitive but at the same time gendered because otherwise it uh, you know i don't think there is anything wrong in it being in balance really feminine yes exactly for the sake of balance balance and yeah uh, so this director comes and comes into the into the in, i mean it was over a zoom call and uh, the degree of <laughs> mansplaining that happened over that call towards especially me uh, and uh, was so uh, alarming because uh, i um, if nothing else i have 15 years of experience as a writer i don't want to talk about my films i don't want to talk about uh, the fact that there is a uh, you know body of work that you can see and no uh, you know not to tell the writer that you know telling a story has to be like peeling an onion i mean it's just the most basic thing that you would you know anybody would know even in uh, you know 10th 5th uh, grade or 6th grade anyway so there was such a degree of uh, disdain towards uh, the work that has already gone in purely for the sake of making us know our place because i am absolutely positive that if it was a room with all men this person would not be speaking the way he is so it was so uh, i felt so sad that uh, you know i mean if i am experiencing this and i am with a group of uh, you know women people women who are extremely supportive of me so sure. they uh, so how would it what must be happening to the first time writer who is exactly in a room where there is no support yeah that, and so just because one person who believes he is the director and therefore he is the captain of the ship which i which is a i think it is this myth that needs to be uh, removed because a director is also as much a cog in the wheel as are all others as is the dop yeah. as the musician as is the editor as is the writer every one of us does our role so it yeah. is uh, it, it is uh, a little uh, unfair to say that this is the director is the 
captain of the ship there is no captain of the ship this is a this is a paddle race every one of us is rowing our side so mm. <clears throat> so i i was so upset about it and that i felt i needed to share that here is a man who has done nothing there is not a single film that this person has made there is not a single film that this person has written and yet he believes that he has the right to talk to a bunch of people who have done 10 times the work that he has and believe that he has done the right thing there is no abashment there is no uh, you know uh, simplicity of trying to uh, you know maybe understand nothing of the sort there is just uh, such disdain for what we are purely because of our gender and uh, to your question about how can a woman know whether or not a person is mansplaining or giving valid feedback just ask yourself would he say this if i were a man and that's your answer would he say this would he speak in this tone firstly it is not about what is said it is also about the tonality it is about how this how the person is talking to you so that if that if this is there is a patronizing you know patting you on the head kind of a, a behavior obviously you know that it is wrong regardless of that if he is giving you feedback on your material on your art on whatever you have created ask yourself is this person going to say the same thing if i were a man or is my gender making him believe that he can speak differently and i think that is what that is entirely how you would need to differentiate mansplaining from somebody giving you valid sincere feedback and also you know i feel i'm sure as women we are very uh, we know we sense things Yes. So, any, yes. A person who is bullshitting you, know, you know from you know in your gut that it is wrong. So just trust that, and don't. Uh, do you know, Bhavani. Uh, interesting, you said that because I think all of us as women who are at workplaces, whatever your profession is, we've experienced mansplaining in some form or the other. Uh, I think just that. talking about it has just started in the recent years right uh, i go back to my early days of my career or even sometimes now right when i'm i'm mansplained and i've told after 15 years that okay i need to do this or i lack this and oh whatever it initially at early years i used to believe okay i am that i i yeah. i don't have that skill set or whatever now i believe that i'm sorry it's his problem that he ha- he's given me that feedback right but you know how do we how do we as women in the early stage of our careers uh, uh get that confidence and i know there is no right answer for it but i'm sure there are some small things that can help who's whoever is listening to this even even and this actually is applicable to men also that you know that your art is very good or what you are you're you're giving how do you tell yourself that no what i do with with all humility that what i do or what i'm giving out is is one of my best works how how does one kind of tackle that what do you do this is very tough you know this yeah. is tough to do because uh, purely uh, most artists most creators uh, are not very confident people uh, yes you no know, we are we we are vulnerable our art makes us even more vulnerable and when you're young you you tend to believe that someone else knows better so yeah. you kind of take buy into that uh, you know narrative which is told to you yeah. uh, secondly women especially are unnecessarily polite yeah you know, we are and i am absolutely guilty of that i am uh, you know i i still don't know how to change that uh, i wouldn't 
I couldn't cut into that director who was speaking to me and put him in his place because I thought, oh, that's that would seem rude. But yeah. you know, uh, it's later that you want to say many things and you know it just infuriates you and you're like angry with yeah. yourself. And then you write an Instagram and Facebook post. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it is it is it's it's very tough. So I, I don't know. I, I feel that maybe you know the best way for a young uh, artist, creator, writer uh, to navigate through this male or female is to know uh, is to be a little instinctive about what you do and what you write or what you create find you know operate through instinct more than through uh, judgment or through uh, logic or rationale because mm-hmm. your instinct will tell you how to respond to something that is being told to you even if you can't give it back to them because i don't think even at i mean at this age i can't give it back to somebody because that's who i am so that's maybe, that's your personality yeah. yeah so i feel the best thing to do is just move away just remove yourself from the situation and try to not let that color you try to not because there are many good people in the world there are many good men in the world yeah yeah so i agree wait that you believe that you will you, you worked with some wonderful men at yeah. actually the early stage of your career who actually kind of supported you to start writing whether it was anurag or whether it was sanjay sir or all of them okay. and i think uh, the good side the good uh, men that we are all talking about yes, absolutely absolutely they all they exist so you they know they exist yeah so just have faith that you know they you will find your way to them yeah but i think self awareness is and intuition is probably is you know important yeah absolutely yeah 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 but what do you think as you know when when we are raising i have a 6 year old daughter right and she's very very creative and i often wonder that you know how do i not uh, how do i ensure that her art is or whatever whatever little she knows about art at this age is intact and she continues feeding her soul with that and not hear what is from outside how do you how do we how do you according to you should we be raising girls to start believing in themselves and you know start learning to love themselves and learning what they do is the right thing how what what is it different that we should be doing i'll go back here to how my dad raised uh, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. my parents uh, especially my dad because uh, he was very instrumental in me uh, becoming who i am and uh, finding my place as a writer is uh, that i feel for any uh, you know child who is learning to express herself a female child uh, who is learning to express herself uh, just teach her to block the noise you know just teach her not to respond to wow even from you let her know what she, how she feels and that is all that should matter that is all my dad would say that do you like it I, when i would ask him how do you like the story and he would say do you like it and i think that has made me you know the rock star that i am in my head it is this that has made me that because if you know me otherwise as a person i'm very diffident i'm very shy i'm very quiet yeah. but uh, there is this side of me there is this schizophrenic side of me which believes that i am the rock star in my uh, in my in, in cinema in 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 a film because uh, i've been taught very early not to care about what anybody else felt whether positive or negative do you like it if you like it it's great that's all so i think that is so important you know to just block out any other noise except your own this is amazing actually i'm just you know in my head doing instances of so many times when she'll come with a drawing and say mama mama how's it and i'm like oh my god this is amazing but yeah actually it's a great exercise wherein you tell your child what do you think yeah yeah 
because is, then they realize that okay that's all that matters then they will be wired towards only seeking their own uh, you know validation yeah. yeah yeah actually no external validation yeah it doesn't doesn't require beautiful beautiful so bhavani there is this there is this rock star side of you who's the writer but there's a very very quiet understated personality uh, person who you are right and i've i've actually worked i've had the pleasure of working with you uh, i've known you for i think at least 8 9 years now uh, i have never seen you very active on very very active on instagram i think abhi abhi thoda bahut you still little bit you'll put but uh, in a in a world which is so 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 active across social media all of that stuff and which is part of the business there's nobody there's nothing wrong in that you're the one who's quiet just very quietly doing her work do you ever feel that you should be out there more no you know it is uh, i've been told this very uh, often by uh, many well meaning friends by managers by people who uh, uh, love me by collaborators directors that i should be a little more visible i should you know talk more but uh, you know this is who i am i think i am most comfortable letting my work speak for me i am most comfortable living you know vicariously through the characters that i write and sure. uh, i just um i i wouldn't be myself if i tried to you know talk about my work and talk about you know what i'm doing that's i i it's just not who i am i'm very quiet by nature you know so uh i i think it is just what works for me i think it's just how i am i i am very honest to who i i i i'm not someone who can project things you know i cannot i know many like <laughs> it is very interesting i have uh you know fellow i met fellow writers and they know the, they know everybody i don't know anyone i yeah. i truly don't know they will talk i mean if somebody talks about so and so writer so and so director i don't know anyone i only know the people i've worked with so yeah. uh, you know it <coughs> but i don't have that fomo about it ki oh what's happening i'm missing that out and whatever i don't find that at all i'm with i'm very content within my uh, my space Own space yes mm. i think uh, it's just my personality you know this is who uh, i'm happy being and i'm also tremendously uh, i have tremendous anxiety around people so i can talk to you like this i can yeah. uh, conduct seminars i can talk to a uh, i mean i recently did a iit uh, you know seminar plenary which uh, had some almost 7000 people i can do all of that but if i'm in a room where i have to uh, you know meet more than two people i i get anxiety and my i my palms start sweating and even when i have to go to a meeting i'm like i have to psych myself up okay, okay it's going to be fine i'm fine once i'm there at the meeting but i want you start talking work yes, exactly that is when yeah. i'm happiest and uh, but i can't do the social uh, you know networking networking thing i can't do that at all so but initially i understand now with your body of work or i would say even with the first after the first two three films right uh, but initially when you were new in the industry and in an industry like ours which where you i mean of course people need to know you to be able to look at your work etc right uh, did you ever feel the need to uh, say meet more people and network or whatever you know uh, whatever that process is because you also got to meet directors to you know make them hear your script or whatever director producers whoever no i never did 
even when uh, I was I I was zero films old. I didn't know how to meet people. I met one person, Anurag, who I got <laughs> along with because I was a journalist then, and I wanted to understand what how uh, you know the things work behind the scenes in a film. Same. And oh. uh, he read some of my work, and he said, "Oh, you know, you must write for films." And uh, then I met Vikram, and Vikram introduced me to Sanjay, and then I wrote for Sanjay, and then that was it. I I. wrote for sanjay i wrote for vikram then people would approach me and yeah. uh, i would just write for them so i've never uh, sought out people that i i've never i mean of course i have a wish list you know i had a wish list back then of the people i wanted to work with but i think uh, effectively i worked with whomever you know that wish list is probably either exhausted or currently <laughs> in in yeah. uh, process so yeah so that's that's what has happened so i've never because it it didn't come to me at all naturally you know it just didn't come to yeah. me i'm yeah. i'm a, a small town girl from bangalore and i i you know my, at heart i am somebody who just loves the solitude that you know fortunately my uh, work also uh, delivers to me <laughs> of interesting 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 okay we'll just slide i think this is quite beautiful so many beautiful things that you said over this conversation i want to kind of not mix up too many things but i want to talk to you about uh, what you know after having done such big films and i'd say big because they've been one beautiful of course critically acclaimed and some of them have actually been commercially big now and there is so much in pipeline uh what what success means to you now in the sense after having done like 15 15 whatever big scripts and all of that stuff what is success for you now uh, i think uh, success means uh, the ability to be able to uh, find my writing translating just the way it is to in the to character the yeah i don't uh, you know uh, most writers go through this where Uh, your writing gets so uh, tone you know in the with the agendas of so many other people that get involved in the writing in the process of filmmaking that uh, you know you, uh, when the film comes out you don't even recognize that this is what yeah. it's fortunately never happened to me touchwood but it happens to so many people and it's heartbreaking so to me success is the ability to translate what i have written on paper and watch it exactly that way on screen enhanced of course with the director's vision but to not see it tone you know that mm-hmm. is what it means to me okay one last question uh, bhavani you know and i'm seeing this uh, asking from a current digital perspective so there are so many content creators out there who are actually some of them are really really talented whether you some of them are comedians some of them actually have the ability to actually even if you're a say a fashion blogger they have that ability to present themselves in a very very beautiful visually appealing manner because it's fashion right yeah. uh how how does one but because there is a problem of too many right uh and that's the same with films also that too many writers now uh unlike say 7 years back 8 years back when you know there were only few uh there are too many creators and the avenues or the options to kind of put yourself out there is this thing and there is a there's you know a lot of people have been saying okay but you know the art form has been distorted or whatever 
uh, how do creators who believe who genuinely have good work, whether you're a comedian, whether you're a writer, and your format can be different. You can be a short form writer, you can be a comedian, you can be a sex sketch, this thing, or you can be, how do they continue to, you know, feel that, okay, this format is right for me and continue to write and then, you know, uh, probably inspire themselves, uh, you know, to say that, okay, my format or what I, I continue to do in that jungle of so many other creators. I don't know if I'm clear. No, I, I got what you're saying. But, uh, you know, I think it is again the same uh, thing that I uh, have said earlier also. It is to own your voice, own the individuality of your voice and just keep at it, you know, because uh, when I began writing, uh, I you know, Black was not like any other film that was, uh, you know, seen around then or whatever. It was not a typical film with a, you know, with a hero, with a heroine and, you know, it, it didn't touch any of those templates and this is me writing for a, 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 for a director who has just delivered Devdas. Devdas, who's yeah. known for the kind of films that he does. But I didn't want to change. Uh, yes, he would direct it the way he directed it, but I wouldn't want to, I, I wouldn't want to align myself to him. I would yeah. want him to align to the writing. You know, sure. so I just feel that be own your own voice, own your individuality and just work towards that. Don't try to fit in, you know, it's when we try to do that, when we try to, you know, oh, so and so is this is what is working. Let's skew our writing or our art a little towards that so that it is more acceptable. I feel this need for acceptability makes it very difficult for us. We are making things difficult for on ourselves by trying to be acceptable. I feel it is okay to be unac unacceptable. It is okay to be unique and individualistic and, uh, you know, the oddball among whatever, uh, you know, uh, other uh, creators are around you. Just do what you think, what comes naturally to you and own it. That is all I feel you need to do. Sooner or later, you will find your audience, you will find your space and you will find your uh, light under the sun. Under the sun very interesting in my mind you know uh, all the times I would have spoken to creators comics uh, who feel that oh, we feel uninspired to do right now because somebody's dancing and you know going on to some 8 million and 10 million followers but I, I there's no this thing I mean I think you kind of gave answer to all of those questions which is beautiful because ultimately if you're an artist you'll stay an artist whatever the form uh, is Exactly. And you are so unique. I feel all of us are so unique and we are snowflakes, you know, there is no second one like us. So why would you want to be like somebody else? Why would you want to, uh, you know, you know, in some way diminish yourself by wanting to be something else, you know? So just, I feel the most important thing I feel is, uh, you know, the toughest thing I feel is the confidence that it needs. But yeah. I feel just trust yourself, you know, trust your, 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 voice your process and what comes and just stay the course don't don't go away don't meander don't turn into another lane just because you feel that there is no one else walking the path that you are because you will find your followers and you will find your leaders very soon this is amazing I'm just going to leave it at that because I think even when I'm thinking about it, I want to actually go back and probably take notes from your from what you've said because uh, I write a little and I feel that it's so important for you to just own your voice. Yeah, absolutely. Because your voice comes because of your own experiences, right? Yes. Uh, and 
this is this was this is really really beautiful uh, you know bhavani thank you so much for talking to me and sharing whatever you know little little snippets of your process and of what you what what you think as a writer as an artist and i'm sure there are a lot of people who will benefit from this episode so thank you so much and thank you for giving me time thank you so much thank you for giving me this platform manchu and it's been lovely talking to you thank you so much. my pleasure my pleasure If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, then do follow me on social media for more updates and short format content. You can search me by the name Anshu Patni Singhi on Instagram and on Twitter. If you have suggestions, please write to me or message me on Instagram and Twitter. I'll be back the next week.